Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, they'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline. I write the How to Decorate blog. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Karen. I head up Ballard's branding team. We're We're your hosts. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of the show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at BallardDesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. And now, on with the show. So, ladies, should we do some trials and triumphs? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, Karen, you have a good one this week based on that? <laughs> no. My ongoing trial slash triumph is the destruction of the house next door, which I put on my Instagram, if anyone follows me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've, talk, I've talked long yes. and often about the neighbor and the possum, no raccoon. And anyway, <laughs> the basically falling apart house. Um, but so they tore it down. They came with a big bulldozer and it took about 45 minutes to tear that whole house down. And so today is uh, a Friday. They started on Monday. They have since cut down every single tree in the whole entire yard, except two, um, one really giant magnolia and this other kind of random tree that I don't understand why they kept it. But <laughs> um, So now neighbors that are four doubt houses down that I could never see before, I can see right into their back porch and we're waving at each other during lunch today. I mean, it is quite different without trees. So Yeah, especially since there was so much tree and just wildness next door for so many years yeah yes it was untended so there were tons of yeah it was tons of green kind of filler and it is every bit gone so um they cut down all the trees that's a bummer yeah because i I, i'm we're gonna ask the because it's a developer who bought it so we're gonna ask them you know what's your landscape plan so we can see you know are we gonna need to plant something on our side or what is mm-hmm. the dealio because it's not yeah. lovely. Well, remember, you get three free trees from Trees Atlanta. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> this is a new ad for Trees Atlanta. They didn't know. <laughs> it yeah. does. It does. It's both. It really changes how your yard looks, and it is mm-hmm. quite crazy how you get used to someone else's yard's mm-hmm. fullness. My neighbors um, in our backyard, we have side neighbors and then we have the back neighbors and so there's three and this one of the side neighbors decided to um take down some trees too and so i didn't know they had a basketball court or a tv that their kids watch all the time in the basement but now when i'm in my backyard i can see exactly what they're watching just because of the angle and we will do we're going to put in a wooden fence on that side right now it's just a metal fence but it was so overgrown in their yard that we you never it knew. was trees. It was trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other yeah. thing I've noticed is that it also was a big sound buffer. So I can hear my neighbors mm-hmm. just talking that mm-hmm. I could never hear before. And now it's like they're next to me. Well, surprise, Karen. It's actually me moving in when I kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be delightful. Well, so Taryn, just questions on building your house. Are you going to like do anything for your neighbors while you're under construction what do you mean cookies or something Mm. i don't know i think that like when someone is doing like heavy construction for like two years 
you know, Caroline, do not wish that upon me for two years. Hopefully, oh, whatever to one. it is. Okay. For a year, um, two years, yeah. for an extended I, period of time. Yes. I do feel guilty. You do. Like, especially because I'm going back into my house. So they can, Karen could, you know, it's going to be a new neighbor. So her old neighbor mm-hmm. doesn't care. Right. And then the new people won't be there till it's all done. So I right. feel like there's, well, not necessarily, I guess if you purchase it in advance, but with ours, it's like, we know all our neighbors and we're just going to leave and leave y'all with construction and then come back. So I am, I'm concerned. So I'm going to have to think of something to do because I love my neighbors and I know this isn't going to be fun for them. So and I'm going to continue to be neighbors for many, many years. Right. Have you talked to them? Yes. I, we have let them all know. And, um, because we thought it would be mean just to have a sign up in our yard and be moving out and be like, oh, by the way, we're out. So we've let our, our neighbors know that we're like, hey. Right. So quite a few of them I've known for months. So they know that we are in the, in the plants. So they yeah. keep asking like, when? <laughs> yeah. yeah, when we renovated, we did sit down with our neighbor and showed her the plan and walked through it. She was concerned that we would be looking right into her bedroom or, you know, things like that. So we walked through the plan with her and talked about it. And there was one window that was a bathroom that was going to overlook her bedroom or bathroom or something. And, and uh, we were like, Oh, well, we'll frost it. We'll frost that window. So it gives us privacy and it gives you privacy. And it just sort of worked out everything in advance. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cookies might be a good idea. (laughs) <laughs> potted plant or something i don't know that it's a good idea caroline thank you for adding one more thing to my list right noise canceling headphones might be yeah. something mm-hmm. you give them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what i need right now yeah <laughs> it's very very loud very loud well i was just gonna say karen especially the um the noise for you because you're your lots are so close together. Just your neighborhood in general is a very dense neighborhood. There's not a lot of space. So yes, it's probably it is worst. very condensed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you wouldn't think it'd be so loud, but knocking a house is down as loud and cutting trees down is very loud because of yeah. the wood chipper and the chainsaws. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just louder than you'd expect. Well, and then that's not even including all of the bobcats right. and the stuff to come. Right. The street's full and blah, blah, blah. But it's yeah. fine. Whatever. Um, it's kind of hard when you're trying to do a podcast. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine it is. <laughs> We're going to have to mute you a lot over the next year, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, well, what, is, what is your triumph? Me? <laughs> that was your trial, right? <laughs> well, oh, the neighbor? Um... Or was well, that oh, I y'all, I did I tell you about me getting the little shadow box and framing my dad's little baby sweater? You had said you were thinking about doing it, but you did not. Yes, I never. Don't think okay. I heard about the final product. Oh, it is. It's so cute. So I got the shadow box on Etsy, um, and they just they came in standard sizes. I was worried I was going to have to get one that was, you know, specialized because um, I I wanted it to look like it was designed to fit that sweater. Um, but it came in lots of different size options. And so there was one that fit perfectly and it's going to fit in the space of my wall. So yeah. And all you do, it comes in two pieces and it's almost like a, it's a, a stretched canvas mm-hmm. and that goes into the shadow box and then you just drill hole, you drill screws into there's holes in the plexi on the top and on the bottom. And so you just drill a screw into the top and bottom top and bottom of the stretched canvas it holds it so it floats um so i just took you know a little bit of thread and stitched it on in key spots um 
so easy, so simple. And it's so sweet. I've had this little sweater laying around my house for forever. And, um, it's, well, I think, you know, our guests, um, inspired me to do it, you know, just kind of thinking about putting stuff on your wall that isn't, you know, a traditional thing on your wall. So you, you stitched like with needle and thread, the sweater onto the canvas. Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. By stitch, I mean, I ran a thread through and then tied it in a knot in the back. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that was my, that was going to be my one question because when you did hold it up, it didn't even move. So I was like, how did you? No, I stitched it in and I'll hold it. Can you see like, Yes. Little. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like just tiny little knots. Very nice. Oh, Very cool. Such a triumph. I'm working awesome. on working on redoing the art in my in, in my office. So that's cute. Yes. One. Love it. Very. Cute. Very cute. Thank Very you. Cute. I'll do before and afters. Yes, and send the link. I want to buy one. Okay. I don't know. Oh, yeah, me too. I yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't like super cheap, but I think it was about $150. Um, but when you consider what a piece of art costs, it's quite cheap and, you know, and it right. really is a memento that's important to me. So, and I'm sure if you were to have taken a thing to get framed, like at a frame oh, shop, it would have been, yeah. Crazy dollars. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, yeah. That's, that's a good one. Thanks. I'm happy to go. Um, okay. So I told y'all many moons ago and I did on my Instagram, I posted a picture of our pink door and I was not ever super thrilled with the color. It was a great idea in theory because I do like that sort of mulberry wine color. Um, but I did not properly consider or fully consider, maybe I just didn't fully realize um, just the awkward angle of this door and the fact that it's in a corner and it's covered just the dark never looked right. Like the color, it's very hard to pick colors. So I did that little test where I mocked up four different colors. I think I did like a peach, a chartreuse, um, a yellow and a, um, or no, like a tangerine and a pale purple. And I was really digging the purple because I just thought I haven't really ever seen a purple door. And so, you do love it. You and, love I, and I have been loving purple recently. Recently, like the last five years. Okay. Mm-hmm. True. More, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, so anyways, um, I, of course I go to Home Depot on a whim and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it this weekend. Um, went and got, a color. I think that someone on my Instagram actually suggested this color. It was Benjamin Moore Pale Iris, and it was very pretty. A very, very light lavender, but muddy too. It, it, it's not a real clear, and I wanted something muddy. Anyways, pick it up, start painting, get about two coats in. Don't love it. Still mm-hmm. don't love it. It just it looked white from not. I think just because uh. of that, because of the cover, it just every. Everything looks completely different. And of course, I did the thing that I always tell people not to do, which is I didn't test it. <laughs> sure. I just <laughs> bought it and started putting it up there. Anyway, Absolutely. so <laughs> this color was on the door for about two weeks. Never really liked it. I didn't even take the paint, uh, painter's tape off the little, like off the handle of our door Frozen. or the little uh, like glass part at the top of the door because I knew that I didn't like it. So last weekend, I went back to Home Depot and I got another color, but this one I really like and I am very happy with how it turned out. It is Bears Cherished and it's just a much brighter sort of that orchid pinky purple, but muddy. 
But I think just because it's a covered space mm-hmm. and it's in this corner, so it gets doesn't get a lot of light at all. I just needed something a lot more bright than I thought I would need. Otherwise, it just washed out, I guess. Anyway, so I will post a photo on my Instagram so everyone can see. But I like it. Will doesn't love it, but you know what? Oh, he doesn't because it's purple or just because he just doesn't love it? No, he, I, I, every day I'm like, what do you think about the door? What, how about now? And <laughs> I think he just really wanted the chartreuse. Mm. He thought it would be better. And my issue is that when I did go to Home Depot, I didn't like any of their greens at all. It, they were all but very... Match anything you want. Plus, why aren't you going to Ace Hardware? You know, it's my favorite. It's the friendly place. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just like Home Depot. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, you can't say you want glows in this town because Atlanta will. <laughs> That's true. Home Depot is based out of Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't love any of their greens, and I typically go to Benjamin Moore for colors. But Home Depot is just an easier. Home Depot is just easier to like take kids than a Benjamin Moore paint store. And anyways. I just didn't love any of their greens. They all felt very, felt very like slime to me, like Nickelodeon. Alien. Yeah, like Nickelodeon green, or they were not bright enough. And then with the black, I just yeah, I couldn't really get on board with it. I like it in theory, but I just couldn't find a shade that I actually liked. And I liked the purple. So I, I think it turned out really cute. I'll, I'll share it with you. And right now I have tons of um, pumpkins, those like antique kind of pumpkins on my front like by my front door and they, I think look so good together. What's an antique pumpkin? You know, those gray. like, yeah, the they, grays and the washed out oranges and the, I think they have a, did I know? Y'all hate it? Princess pumpkin. No, I love it. Okay. Anyways, um, I also I like the chartreuse it. idea though. I, I will say. I'm just going to say is we've, we painted ours every year, our front door and I loved doing it because it felt like such a change every year. So like live with it. And the worst case scenario, like Karen said, by, you know, by winter, you might want, or spring, you might want the bright green or yeah, and you like, can have like purple in fall and mm-hmm. green in spring, summer. Totally. And that was actually something that I always, I loved our, our door at our old house, which was this like really beautiful sort of patinaed mahogany. But I kind of hated that I couldn't paint it because it is fun. So, anywho, mm-hmm. that was my triumph. I finally, after three tries, <laughs> got a color that I liked. <laughs> um, and I'll share it on my Instagram so you can see. But I think it's fun and definitely unexpected. Um, okay, so my trial is, y'all, we have some creepy crawlies in our house. Not in yeah. our house, around our house. Taryn is rubbing off on you. She's like the bug girl. Uh, I hate um, hearing this story. Okay. Will has found and killed two copperheads <gasps> on our property. No, 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 no. Yeah. So she that's my that's, Maybe she get a cat. And also the other day after he, so, you know, we've been watering our plants because we planted all those plants. So he's been out like at dusk a lot watering plants. And this is when he's found all of the creatures. Um, we knew that we had like hawks and owls and that kind of stuff, which is cool. And we've seen deer. Uh, on our in our yard but um yeah two copperheads and then the other day he told me that we have bats too bats are good you want no bats. i know but i but still i'm like okay maybe it's just october and all of the like creatures we have are coming a bat out, but... house what we have a bat oh, house like a... because bats eat mosquitoes yes i know i know they're good i don't it's not like i want 
anything to happen to the bats. I, I just and I can't I believe know. Karen has a bat house. Like it's I'm shocked. It's not now. inside my house. <laughs> <laughs> the bat house. But they in the summer, For Batman. We see them all the time. They'll come down around dusk and skim mm-hmm. the top of the pool and eat up a bug and go back up. So they swoop down to the pool and eat bugs off the pool. Well, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Anyway, yeah. so I am very worried about the copperheads. I don't know what to do about that, especially because um, our dog, we have an invisible fence in our yard. And so a lot of times we'll just let Annie out into the yard for 10 minutes and let her, you know, do whatever she wants to do. And I don't want her to get, like, attacked no. by a poisonous snake. So uh, I'm not really sure what to do with that. If anyone has thoughts, send them to me. But yeah, I, I don't know. Try them. I don't either. Yeah, maybe our listeners will have better ideas. Yeah, ending on that note. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, guys, mine are both trial, trial, triumphs. Trialy, okay, trialy. So I'll put them together. Um, they're both things that I felt I did this all in one day. Our garbage disposal again stopped. Where, <laughs> but because I've done it recently, I was like, David, is there still a hum? And he was like, Yeah, but it's broken. Da da da. And I'm like, It's not that hard to fix. Let me show you. So I got to do my little like, mm-hmm, look at me. Um, so what was it? You push the reset button, or what? You- <laughs> no, it's just the wrench underneath. Oh. You have to, yeah, you have to do the wrench underneath and just loosen whatever. Like glass is one that gets stuck. I don't know. Oh, what so something got stuck in it. Ah, yes, and the blades mm. still will move with your fingers, but like it's not anyway. So there is a little hex screwdriver thing that you put in the bottom and you just kind of crank it back and forth and it loosens it and then it works um oh. if it's if it's humming if it's not humming don't listen it's to dead. me mm-hmm. don't listen to me mm-hmm. um so that was a trial and then triumph and then again because my house knows that we are <laughs> saying farewell yeah um you know it just keeps getting better and better guys um the our back door handle that we've had you know since we moved in, um, the handle came off. So, um, again, got out my little hex screwdriver or whatever, hex wrench, and um, had to get that back on there with an itty-bitty hex wrench, which, again, David's like, all right, it's broken. What are we going to do? Elliot broke in. I was like, okay, don't blame the three-year-old. It could be the nine, <laughs> nine years of us living here and opening that door multiple times daily. So. Um, and I fixed that. And I was nice. just, we're just going to have to call you Miss Fix-It from here on. You should just build this house chair. by yourself. Exactly. Why are you being yes. a contractor? Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> on my, tr- my trials have been small, everyone, but they've been little things. And I just wanted to empower everyone listening because you know what? A little Google sometimes and a few hex wrenches and you're good. It goes a long way. Well, no, I think it's kind of like everyone's trial, though, because there are always those tiny little things in your house that just there's always something. Mm-hmm. I just would love maybe six months of nothing breaking or going wrong in our house. Just six months. And I'll be grateful for that. And then little things can pop up here and there. But uh-huh. never Nirvana. Yeah, no, that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So those are mine this so. week. Nice. All right. That was a good, that was a good one, guys. I think we should start with our guest there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
Our guest today is Bridget Romanek. She is the principal designer um, and founder of Romanek Romanic Design Studio, <laughs> um, one of LA's most sought after designers. She's on the 80s 100 list. Her work has been featured in El Decor, Ar- Architectural Digest, Vogue, House Beautiful, and more. Yeah. And she does it all, residential, commercial, and retail. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, thank Bridget. you so much. Thank, thank you. you so much for being on the show. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you for having me, you guys. We have had so many designers on the show. We, I feel like we've seen it all, but we haven't because your work is unlike anyone else's. I mean, I truly, oh, you are truly an original. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. And it blew me away. Yeah. Well, I, I just loved going through your portfolio. Thank you. I, I, it's one of those things where ignorance is bliss, right? Because I didn't, it, I didn't study design, and so, so for me, it's just all um, like instinct and gut and what feels good. Because I'm, I design so much through the way a room makes me feel and uh, makes my, how it makes my clients feel. So that's really how I work. I don't have any steadfast rules about. It's okay to put a sofa there, but not there. And, you know, rules say that you should maybe not use this color in this room. I don't have any of that. I just think, oh, that'll look great. (laughs) Let's go for it. (laughs) Well, how did you get into this profession? It was very, very organic. It was one of those things where a friend had asked me to help. And I said, okay, sure. You know, not knowing that this could be a business or not knowing that, um, this was something that I would end up doing. I really didn't have any idea. I was happy to help my friend and we had just moved to Los Angeles from living in London. And so I said, let's go, let's do it. And I haven't looked back yet. Okay, but like, now, how does that go from eh, no, helping a friend no. who's doing Beyonce's house? No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, well, see, it depends on who the friend is, right? Well, I, guess, you know, I guess so. No, but it... it um, Gosh, that's a that's a that's a great question. I, mean, I just <laughs> it, it is. It was gosh, how did that happen? It was kind of amazing. I, I got this phone call and I had never uh, met her before, but I, I knew um, her voice and it was um, just fantastic. It was just great. It was so it was such a lovely exchange and it was just very sort of natural kind of like come over and let's see how we do and I was like okay I will be there and um it was great I just it was really great and it's been great and she's just divine and um so it's fun yeah so it was I I didn't even (laughs) ask how it came together you know I didn't ask I was just so I was just happy to be there (laughs) that's true true. like I'm not going to interrogate you about how you found me because it doesn't matter yeah, no, just well, you, do, you do have a star-studded roster, but I imagine <laughs> that you, I mean, you do, right? I mean, it's pretty impressive. Um, but do you also design for people who are not famous? Um, absolutely. No, I was just pausing because I just don't even, you know, <laughs> I don't even think about it that way. I think about it, I don't think about it that way. I just don't. I I'm so grateful for what I get to do. You know, this it's really amazing to do what you love. That's a, not everyone gets to do that. So it's just not lost on me at any point in time. So every client is important. Everyone, everyone's needs and wants and concerns. And 
um, they're all hugely important. I would be terrible if I were a designer that said, oh, yeah, well, what you want doesn't really matter. You know, it just everybody matters so much because I am sadly going to walk away. And I say sadly because it's like you invest in your so much and you're so in it. And then it's going to, you know, you're going to close the door one day and they'll just live their lives, which is what it should be. But um, with the fact that I'm leaving, I want it to be a place where they absolutely love and they enjoy and they're happy and they get to love their home. I, I love the work of so many designers for so many reasons. Um, and I'm inspired and researching all the time. And oftentimes you can look and see someone's work. You can, you can just sort of, ah, I know whose work that is, which I think is great if that's what uh, your client wants. Um, but I also believe in collaborating and really hearing what they want and so that they enjoy their home. Because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be any fun at two o'clock in the morning if a client calls and says, you know, someone's moved the sofa, the composition's off. What do I do? You know, <laughs> it, just, it would be it would be crazy. So I just I love the idea that when I do leave, they feel such comfort. So mm-hmm. I really try to listen um, and learn to speak the science of each client, and it is always different. And how people tell you what they want they will use different languages. So you just learn to speak the science of that client and work to make them happy. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, the thing that like, well, there's, I have so many questions, so I don't even know where to start, (laughs) but I'll just say like one thing, just digging into your portfolio, Mm -hmm. it seems like you sometimes, well, it seems as though you use in some, in many cases, not a lot of elements, mm-hmm. but every single element is yeah. a wow moment. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you know, sometimes you don't even use rugs or you use a very subtle rug, right. very minimal window treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they're rooms without coffee tables, like a sofa with no coffee table. I'm like, yeah. all right, that is yeah. definitely a varsity move. Yeah. 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 So how, and you know, how do you pack so much punch and personality into every single item? And is there is there a reason that you sort of shy away from some of those elements that a lot of designers use to layer their spaces? Yeah. Well, me just looking at a space and really visualizing how the space is going to be used and what means the most to my client it really depends. If I am working on a, a home that's in the Hollywood Hills and it's really high up and no one can see in um, or, you know, the view is so spectacular. Well, if I don't have to put curtains, uh-huh. I'm not going to, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. Yeah. we curtains can be extremely beautiful and, and are, and are a way to layer. But when you can look out at that view and you have that, what else do you need? So it depends on the room and how it's going to be used. So what I do really want to do with every single piece is make a statement. And it could be a personal statement that the client has said to me, you know, my mother's favorite color is blue and I want to honor her. 
So that becomes the statement in the room and I push out from there with the design or I find the piece and say, this is going to be the main piece or the story and everything else will be sort of the supporting cast, if you will. But Mm -hmm. I do work to make every piece its own statement. And when you're doing that, you don't really need a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have two daughters who, when they were younger, they wanted to ride their bikes in the living room, uh, skateboard around the living room. And it was fine because it's a beautiful space, but it's not a precious space. So they were able to do that. So I made sure every piece, and I always make sure every piece has soul or has a story and go from there. And sometimes you look at it and you go, that's it. That's enough. And other mm-hmm. times you're like, let's layer and let's put some more until you really feel that it's enough. And so I never know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> I know what the I know what the elements usually are, mm-hmm. but sometimes you don't need them all. Yeah, <laughs> there's no rule. There won't. I'm there's no alarm gut. that's going to go off. Yeah, there's no alarm or anything that will go off and say you have no coffee. You know, so you can do what makes you happy. It should be your love letter to yourself. Where do you put your glass of wine if you don't have a coffee table? <laughs> you drink it. You just I'm drink it all. There you go. Down. Yeah, there's no point in You just drink it. And there you go. And <laughs> then Yes, exactly. And then you know why there's no coffee table because at that point you're like, woo! <laughs> you need to move around. You, know? you don't want anyone <laughs> dancing on it and breaking it. So exactly. it makes. You that makes do so need much space sense. for a dance, a spontaneous dance floor at all times. <laughs> right? We're True. ready. If that happens, we're, we're skateboarding. ready. skateboarding. Yeah. Well, that's what you, you said in your uh, Architectural Digest if, article of your home. You were saying how it wasn't too precious, that the kids feel like they can move around in there. And yeah. you even have a climbing wall in one of your daughter's rooms? Yes. And now they are older, but they refuse to let me change that wall because it has such meaning for them. And I love it. So in that room, that was the statement piece and they refuse to to move on from it. And it's very sweet. It makes me, makes me smile. But I do, I believe in something that I call livable lux because I want you to be able to use everything, but Mm -hmm. still love it and find it beautiful. That's how I have to live. You know, I, I can't, there are no rooms with a, you know, a velvet rope that you just, you know, and you just look in. We use all of the, all of the rooms. Yeah. So yeah. when you, when you are working on a room that you're using, like, well, I guess, I guess my question is how, how do you know when that stopping point is? Are you really just basing it on your gut? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she is. She's got a mm-hmm. good one. We all need a good one. <laughs> no, I really do. <laughs> I really, I really do. You sort of know, and I like to approach rooms with fresh eyes. So I might feel that it is finished, but then I will go away and come back and look at it, and you kind of know, like, oh, there's still, there's still a hole here, or no, that feels right. I think so, that's so smart, especially in our own homes. You know, yeah. when you're looking at a room all day, every day, and you know, when you go on, it's nice to go on vacation and come home and look at it afresh and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. this is not quite right. Or what am I doing on this mantle? What is all yeah. this junk? It's you know, true. Take all that down. And let's yeah. just start from scratch and mm-hmm. rethink it. Yeah. And bring Bridget in. Hire me. That's right. Yeah. 
Call Tammy, me. I love it. I love what I do. I love what I do. So <laughs> go on. <laughs> no, but but you should. You should look at try to remove yourself and then come back and look at it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it always helps. It's hard to be objective, though. Well, and I imagine your clients, they're world travelers. They probably come home with things too. So, you know, if it is, you know, a more um, pared back space, mm-hmm. but still has that personality, then they can, I guess, bring yeah. their treasures, new which treasures. Is, in. Yeah, which is so nice because I really love eclectic spaces. That's my favorite because I, I want you to live in this space for many years to come and maybe we'll switch one or two items out, but it's not, we have to switch it every three or four years. You, th- at that point, it's just getting to be like the old sweatshirt, super cozy. So mm-hmm. bring the pieces in from your travels or, you know, something you've been given that really means a lot to you and it will fit in. You could find the place where it works, but again, that for me is home. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the meat of, of, um, of your home are those extra little things that mean so much to you. So yeah, it's, it's fun to do that. It's fun to bring something home and find a special place for it and know that it's going to be fine because we have made such an interesting, maybe a little bit odd, cool room that's eclectic and um, tells a story, add to it. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. tell a story. Yeah. Almost, yeah. It feels almost like you treat furniture like pieces of sculpture. Yeah. Would you say that? I, I think that's a, a great way to put it. I, I really do. I think, yeah, I think so. Because I love shapes and I love when people dare to think about something that is functional, but in a interesting and new and cool way. And so it has to be good. That doesn't mean just because, you know, someone's put blue polka dots on something like all of a sudden, oh, that's great. You know, but it it is. And I but now there are so many materials. Craftspeople Mm -hmm. can work with so many finishes all the time. Every season, I'm just salivating to find and see new pieces and how materials were used because it's so great to think that that came from someone's creativity and Mm -hmm. there's no stopping. There's no stopping this, this process. Now there are things that just, you, you you know, you touch them and you're like, is that really, you know, is that really a new type of lime wash? It's so thick. I I only knew it, you know, sort of there's one dimension and Mm -hmm. it's great. It's really fun. And then figure out how to use those things. You know, it's fun. Do you do any custom furniture design for projects? I do. Yes, I do. And you know, sometimes even with all that's out there, you may not find what you feel is the absolute right piece for that room or that vignette. Uh-huh. And then that begins the process of, okay, well, what does it need to be? And then that begins the process of sort of sketching and then looking down and seeing what you have and how your mm-hmm. clients want it to service them. So it really, it does happen on every project in one area or another. And it's really fun. It's so fun. Well, you just said, you know, when you're thinking about a room or a vignette, do you think about a room as a series of vignettes? Or- I do. Okay. I do. I see it as, I, I think of it this way. If you, if you are, you know, if you're, you're writing a movie, you have different scenes, but it's a movie all the way through and they, then they connect. I do know that 
each room is a chance to do something new and cool and different. But I do want there to be a connection. You know, mm-hmm. like a, a, the feeling, I know again with this feel, but it's just true. But to have a, a great a great feeling all the way through from the front door to the back door. So they could be different rooms can be different colors or, you know, uh, the walls, different finishes and the furniture, all that totally, completely different. But somehow it has the same energy, the same feel and land sort of in the same place. One thing I noticed is that you and I, you could kind of apply this to anything, but mm-hmm. um or lots of different elements in your work, but I noticed, especially with lighting, I thought it was so interesting that you would either, it seemed like lighting either ca- fell into two categories. Either mm-hmm. it was this wow statement, room making light fixture, right. <laughs> or it was just the simplest, most, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. Like it goes away. Very, once, yeah. yeah. It goes away. And it, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot in between. It was either one yeah. or the other. So, like explain that and because I just thought it was kind of fascinating. Wow. That's really cool. Well, it somehow hits the same place for me. So whatever statement I'm trying to make in that space, all of the pieces have to do that for me and enhance that um, and, and elevate that. So if I just want this room to be, you know, this, this sort of incredible, kick-ass, crazy, fun room, then yes, a, a grand light fixture makes sense. If I want the the sofa in this other room that you might be looking at to be the grand kind of crazy piece, then I'll make sure the lighting goes away. So there are statements. And if you look at them, even if there's simple lights there, it's all there. And mm-hmm. also lighting is really, really, really interesting and not easy to do because you want to figure out what in, in figuring out what you want that room to feel like, how is the lighting going to enhance that? So I know that overhead lighting is harsh. So I'm going to, try to minimize that if I can in certain areas. And so if it's a study, yes, I'll have a nice light fixture, a beautiful light, but I'd like the main light to come from floor lamps because that light makes people look warm um, Mm -hmm. and gives them a sense of cozy and it can be soft lighting. So it's all of these different ways you can light a room. And to do simple is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, you know, a, a song that you love and the hook is so simple, but it was probably really hard to create. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's nothing so, to hide behind. No. You know, it's when just, it's simple. There it is. Yeah. It's, that's it. That's, there it is. So it does, it, it, it touches that same place. It's doing what I want it to do. If I want it to go away, I'm going to make sure it's nice, but it's going to go away. And if I want it to be loud, I'm going to make sure it's loud. It just depends on what we're, what we're needing in that space. And the other thing that I noticed that I just liked so much is it seemed like, well, a lot of your projects had very in, and, and I hate to speak broadly, but I that noticed a lot of projects that had a very traditional, very traditional architecture, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
classic moldings or mm-hmm. wood paneling, yes. but you just go for it in terms <laughs> of funky design. Like yeah. you have no yeah. qualms about taking a wood paneled room with a marble fireplace and 12 foot ceiling <laughs> and just like going to town on something yeah. funky and yeah. modern. Yeah. So how do you bridge those two together? Because like, I mean, you're obviously doing it because right. it, works, but it just is because we often hear, you know, embrace the architecture of your home, you know, right. Right. try not to be so diametrically opposed to what's happening in it. So, right. but you're like, no, I'll do what I want. No. Well, because <laughs> what, what happened was when I, when we got our house, it was this beautiful beast. And I walked inside and I cried a little bit. because there were you know the staircase wasn't attached to the landing I mean it was really um in quite a state but I knew and you could feel when you walk in the soul of this of this house so when I started interviewing architects they were you know the first few architects that came in they were very much you know we need to remove this and this is, oh, this doesn't look like this is going to be safe. And what we're going to do is we're going to take, and I understood certain aspects of it, but as they kept talking about what they wanted to do, it was so much about taking away what was great. And I just didn't understand that. I didn't see what was the reasoning behind that. This, this building has been here you know, for almost a hundred years. So why are we going to just now just decide it's nothing? And it needed to function for a modern family. And I think about that in all the spaces that I go in that are older, like in some of the New York buildings or pre-war buildings, it needs to function for the family 100%. But why not own those things, really own them? There are no rules. And I always tell my clients, there's no alarm that's going to go off if we decide to put something in here that might not be what traditionally someone is thinking should be there. Mm -hmm. So I think what it does is it really highlights those spaces. Um, Because if I had done traditional and a traditional, you'd kind of expect that. No, and that's nice. You know, but the fact that we went somewhere else, sort of turned it on its head, all of a sudden was, whoa, you know, this is really interesting. And it's cool. And it's a usable, comfortable, enjoyable space. And so that really became how I how I see a space and see a house because and I have to thank those architects in the end right because I did not hire them because they wanted to remove what I thought was so cool and great about this house and they wanted to you know there were parts that we needed to restore fantastic but other things they just said oh no let's just get rid of it the moldings falling off and this and that and I thought isn't that cool you know and we'll replace that but no 90% of it is great and when they wanted to bring someone in to maybe you know replicate what was there and I just thought no because I don't want plastic and then we're just going to paint over it to make it look but it it fell many years ago but there's a story behind that you know and I just decided to obviously make it a functioning house and a safe house but (laughs) I really wanted to leave what was so great and cool about the building and not try to do it over what was the point right you Mm -hmm. know um patina is 
fantastic. You know, we go to Europe and we see these buildings that are you know, falling down, but we all see, you know, you can see the beauty in them. When you're there, you look at it and you say, oh, that's just breathtaking. And right. I said, I, I, yeah, I know I want to keep those parts of the, of the building of the house. And um, yeah. I think that's a great lesson, though, for people listening. If you, if you do partner up with a professional, an architect or someone who doesn't jive yeah. with what you want, it's okay. It's, it doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't right. it doesn't mean they're wrong. It's okay to yeah. say, you know what? We don't have the same vision, and yeah. I'm going to go my way, and you go yours. I'll find someone else yeah. who's got That's the same exactly kind it. of thing. And a, I think people get intimidated and feel like, oh, that yeah. he knows what he's doing or whatever. I should listen. It's really, it's really true that people do, and I think that the way I look at it is that you have worked and you created this and and purchased this or you're living in this space and you've done this, you know, this is a great thing you've done. And when you come through your door, you should enjoy it. And if that means you have found an architect that you just love what they do and you want to step back or, or designers, well, you step back and let them do it. That's incredible. But if you also feel like, Oh, I'm not feeling this. I, I'm not sure about this then that's your right as well. And mm -hmm. don't feel bad about it. That's great. You have an opinion about where you want to be and how you want to exist in the world. And I think mm -hmm. that that's great. So I do love to collaborate with my clients and it really runs the gamut because I have clients who will say, here's the key. I'll be back in six months. See you. And I have clients who say, I, I need to know what the stitching is going to be on the, on the sofa. You know, so Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's just whatever works for you. It is okay. You know, trust yourself. Mm -hmm. This is, this is not one of those things where, you know, like I always say, it's going to be okay. No matter what, we can always move the sofa. Right. You know, we can move it four or five inches to the left or right or whatever we want to do. It is, it's really okay. Which so. client do you prefer? Oh, I was going to ask Ooh. a different question. That's Ooh, even what, better. Darren? Go. <laughs> um, this you're going to say this sounds so cringy, but it but I it's love really them true. Both. I, I love everyone, but I I do I do walk away every single time, and I have learned something. I I haven't been doing this that long, and so I I'm always interested to hear and to know what somebody's thinking and how they how they have figured it out and how they've come to what they want. So there's so much in there for me to learn and to grow from. Um, maybe ask me in 10 years, <laughs> oh, I don't know. you know, but, um, but I do, I, I like it. I like both for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I wanted to ask, cause I feel like someone listening is thinking the exact same thing as me. Can you divulge which style Beyonce was? Did she give you the keys and walk away and let you do you? Or was she What's wanting the stitching? Uh, no, she, you know, what was amazing is she's very much, you know, she's an artist as a medium. She is an incredible artist. And so right. we had a real understanding that this is an art as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, and allowed that to be, you know, nice. But, yeah, but was really clear too about what she was wanting, and it just we had a lot of fun. We we just had we had a lot of fun. Yeah. What about Gwyneth? She more hands on. Uh, <laughs> she's she's just she's she's dreamy. 
Is she? Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I, I want to hate her because she's so cute. I don't. And she's and so sexy. great. Oh my oh. gosh! Yeah, and I want to so be your friend. <laughs> she's so great. It's so funny. Every time I'm with her and we're working on and discussing, and you know, she's very hands on, and I'll just look and I'll say, "Damn, you're pretty," and she's so <laughs> cute, and she's just so cute. What? What? It's just the sweetest thing. But she's she's got great style and great taste and she's really quite quite a, a brilliant woman um so that's really 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 fun she's yeah i love her a lot yeah i love her, her a lot yeah yeah what are what have been which projects has been your biggest challenge when i had i had about four or five clients I was working with for one project and they all had a sort of a different design brief. Mm -hmm. And so it was bridging all of those, mm -hmm. which we successfully did for the most part, but it would be hard because maybe someone likes green, but then someone else doesn't like green. <laughs> and then maybe somebody you know, likes uh, brass, but then the other one doesn't, or right. it, it's that, that's, uh -huh. that's been my hardest job to date. Was but that a commercial it, project? Yes. Okay. Commercial project. Okay. But when it was done, it was really beautiful and everyone was really happy, but it was, mm -hmm. yeah, that was the hardest one. That sure. would be so hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you put it the is. three of us together uh -huh. and like, <laughs> you'd never get it done. Uh -uh. No. <laughs> I mean, because I want everything brown and white and taupe, and Caroline wants stripes, and Taryn wants chartreuse and purple. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. But you know what? All of those things, all those colors kind of work together. I'm yeah. just taking yeah, it. Like, she can make, make it work. We yeah, can make, make it work for us. Yeah. Yes. Well, when we buy an old mansion in Atlanta, yeah. we will call you. Yeah. <laughs> or we start, we start a restaurant or something or a business. Yeah. You can come and design it for us. I'm in. I love it. We'd have fun. I'm we would have a lot of fun. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> okay. I love it. Perfect. I want to know a little bit more about kind of um, how you grew up because you're, mm -hmm. again, you're so interested in these very beautiful forms that are so different and unique that mm -hmm. I know somewhere you picked this up, right? So yeah. Yeah. did you travel a lot when you were younger? I want to know more wow. about you. You, yeah, you, you, uh... That's pretty great that you you picked that up. Well, my mom, my mom is a singer. Now she's a jazz singer. But when I was a little girl, she was singing a lot of R and B and and um, and she it was just it was just she and I. And so wherever the work was is where we would go. So even though we lived in L.A. for a while, we lived in New York and we lived in. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco, um, so different places because she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to do a stint here for a while and a stint here. And then she was discovered by Quincy Jones, who then said, I'm going to pluck you out of your know, um, singing background and I want you to come and, and work with me. And then they worked together and then she would travel around the world and, you know, singing with, oh gosh, Luther Vandross, uh, Wow. Gosh, Bed Midler, David Bowie. She was she sung with so many people, and so she would always come home 
with unique and really weird things. And <laughs> it was, it was so cool. And she was a real rock and roll on my mom. Like I remember being a little girl, late seventies. And she would tiny, we had an apartment downtown and one of her friends had come and done murals all over the living room walls. Cool. And <laughs> yeah. And so it's interesting because now that's sort of the way I think about wallpaper. Like I've taken kids drawings that are crazy and turned them into big, um, you know, wallpaper and these big, huge walls. And I know that comes from my mom being crazy and having bean bags that were, you know, the fabrics that are all the rage now that she had back then, like, you know, boucles and all this. And she just was this presence and this rock and roller and this really cool hip lady. And so I would just look, look up at her and be like, wow, you know, and it's funny. I think that is very instrumental in how I design. You know, so travels, my mom, you know, she, my mom, she's, she makes me laugh because the other day she was out jump rope. <laughs> she's like sent me a video and she was just jump rope. You know, she's just this character and every place we lived was so much fun. You know, she'd bring home crazy like, vases. She'd bring home. I remember when she went to Denmark one time and she came home and she had purchased this denim fabric, but they had embroidered this whole entire scene on the denim. And she's like, this could be curtains. You know, she was just kind of, um, she was just fun. She was out there and it does inform how I, how I design. And we lived in Mill Valley and we lived in a modern house and we had a glass window and it was across from Mount Tamalpais and I'll never forget it. And so when I, and I remember my mom, why would we need curtains? This is great. What do you mean? You know? And so, like I was saying earlier, I go into the houses and, and the hills with the glass. I'm like, why do we need curtains? We don't need curtains. You know, so she, she, she definitely played a part. My travels have very much played a part. Yeah. Are you a collector like that? Do you, um, is there anything you collect? I love to collect vases. I love ceramics, sort of small little treasures that I find. And they could be $5 and they could be $20 or maybe I'll splurge and one was $500 or something. But I love little ceramics and I put them all together. And those are usually my, my statements, my, mm -hmm. my statements. <laughs> Do you ever, like, like Taryn mentioned, you often have these very sculptural, unique shapes, um, very out of the box. And I'm curious if any, if you ever get pushback from your clients that are like, that's not a chair. Sure, sure. <laughs> that's 100%. not a chair. Yeah. But you know what you know? I do. It's true. But when Where's my recliner? <laughs> um, and then they tell me that I figure out how to make a recliner cool. I'm like, oh, what do we do? You know, you got to go find that one. But but of course, but I tell, I tell my clients when we start that I am most likely going to throw in a wild card because I can't help myself. And it's, you know, it's always a 50-50, right? So sometimes the clients will say, oh, not sure what, what you were thinking there. And other times they go, you know what? That's really cool. Okay, I never would have, that's really cool. And... Something that my mom taught me is the worst anyone can ever do is say no. That's the worst they can do. So 
why not go for it? Right. And I it do. Like, it sounds I'll like just, your mom very much encouraged a sense of adventure and you embrace that in yes. everything. Yes. Why not? Because Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's well, got, and they can't say yes if you don't ask. That's right. That's right. True. And sometimes they do. And it's really funny because right now in this time I've had three clients reach out to me and say, Oh, I'm so glad you made me do this. Or I'm so glad you made me do that. And it's not like I make them do it. Obviously I, I don't, I can't, but if I say, you know, just, you want to live with it for a minute and they'll send me pictures of themselves in this thing or their child in this thing. And so it's, it's really cool. And so for me, that makes it worth it. If they mm-hmm. say no, no problem. That's no problem. Um, do you, where do you, what do you do with the rejects? Do they go into your house? Do they go to someone else's house? What is there a dumpster them? nearby that we should week? know about? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Just need to know. It's worth a trip to LA. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> well, you know, as as all designers know, you know, there's that that memoing, you know, which is the greatest the greatest thing ever, and that's basically where you can. You know, you have a relationship with the store and you can go in and say, I'd like to try that piece. Right. And they will allow me to take it and see if it works. And if it doesn't, it gets taken back. And if it does, it stays. So that's a great way. And I remember Mark saying to me before, we were at, we were at, <laughs> we were at Disneyland with um, our daughters and, uh, and there was a, um, it was like a, it was a Mickey Mouse or something, and I was really looking at it. And he said in the store in Disney, like, can can she mem- can she memo this? Because <laughs> like, you know, because I'm just like, will that work? It'd be amazing if that worked. But I'm just famous, famous <laughs> for that. But it's the best way to see it. And things can be expensive, so I don't want to buy it for my client, you know, and they not love it. Sure. So, so yeah, I think it's time for you to give some of your incredible insight and intuition to one of our listeners. All right. So first she writes, hi, y'all. Hi. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hi. <laughs> first, I've been listening to your podcast for the last year and I love it. At first I was listening on my commute to work and now I'm listening on my daily walks. Listening has made working out a time I look forward to rather than dread. Wow. I need your help. I, <laughs> I have had the hardest time figuring out this room in my house since I first moved in. Our house is a colonial that was built in early 1700s and has been split into two homes. So the layout is unconventional. Instead of entering at the front door, our door is all the way on the left. When you first enter, there is an L-shaped room. It's too big to be a marble room but itself, by itself, but I don't want to waste the space, but I just can't figure it out. The room has turned into a dumping ground of projects, boxes, tools, anything. Poor girl. Mm-mm. <clears throat> when you first walk into the room, there is a built-in coat closet. It wasn't original, so it protrudes out. Then I have a placed a bench, which I refurbish and want to keep in the room somehow. Is it in the first picture? I am standing with my back to the door. Excuse the mess. I am redoing a couple pieces of furniture that are being stored here for now. Then, if you continue into the room, it it turns, and I try to have a small seating arrangement with a love seat and two chairs. But as you will see from the picture, the chairs don't work because the entry points there's entry points at either side. The sliding door on the left goes outside, and on the right is an opening to our dining room and kitchen. The room has many windows and doors, so it makes it so 
hard to really envision what to place. I at first wanted to do a built-in mudroom coat area in the corner across from the door, but that will cost about 6K, which is more than I can spend right now. Also, if I do that, I'm still left with a gaping hole in the middle of the room without anything. I hate when people put furniture along the walls, leaving the center completely open. And finally, we have ha- we have to have something with function here. While we have a coat closet, I do need an area for one or two hooks for wet outerwear in the winter, and I need storage in the winter for hats and gloves. Massachusetts winters call for lots of winter things. In the summer, I like to keep my beach bag handy also. Okay. Because she gets all the seasons. She does get all the seasons. Unlike all of us. So let me just quickly describe her space, and it is the most adorable house, you guys, because she sent us an exterior shot. Right? It's adorable. Um, And she does have an L-shaped space. She she kindly drew us a floor plan, which always helps. There's uh, you walk in the front door and right immediately to your left is this protruding cloak closet that pokes out. Like she said, it isn't built in. And Mm -hmm. um, then you can go straight from the front door, 14 feet back to the wall. And when you get there, then there's a long room that kind of goes to your right that's 18 feet. But mm-hmm. in that room on the right and on the left are doors. There's looks like sort of a door, double doorway to a dining room on the right and then a double doorway sliding door to the exterior on the left. So she's kind of like, what should I do between those two doors? I have a, you know, like a, a, a nine foot wall spans there, but it's also a walkthrough. And then when I walk in the front door straight ahead, I've got this whole corner area. What should I do there? Mm. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I think she she could make two spaces here. I think that she should break them up because I think what what she's trying to do is to make it like one big space and it's just confusing as to what it is. So I think she could make two separate ideas here. I think she could do two separate things. And so where she walks in, I would put probably a nice a nice rug to immediately ground the space because right now it's just a sea of kind of not clear or anything, I would put, and I would also do curtains in that space and then just make it like a nice little, oh, I've come in and here's a great little seating area. That's what I think she should do over by where the window is when you first walk in. Do you think she should keep her little wooden bench and just some drapery there or a more of an upholstered be, item? No, because I'm just thinking about her budget as well. And yeah. she could also get a, a cushion made with some beautiful fabric. Ooh, and idea. so um, just something that, makes it warm and cozy. So if you are accessing it from the, the front door, there's a place maybe where you can sit and put things on. Just make it a designated space. And then as you hit the rest of the room, if it's possible, you know, maybe there are bookcases, there are bookshelves or shelves for like vases or pretty things, something decorative in between the two. Like it doesn't have to um cost a lot of money, but what it will do is it will become like an intentional space. So this one space is seating. This other one has maybe like beautiful, uh, you know, even if she put them up on the, it's hard, uh, well, like even if she decided to put shelves up here or something, you know, she could put beautiful decorative items there. I think that could be really beautiful. Or she can put something here that services, that services everything where it's uh, like a nice or something like that, that gives her more storage, but a pretty piece. And then she could put like a really great ornament or something like a huge one, maybe have something made, you know, so it becomes, um, they become areas that are 
for almost hanging out in a, in a funny kind of way, you know, cause you could go in there and really relax or really be in between spaces, but almost like a stopping point. Does that make sense? So I think that that's what she should do. I think the first part put down, a, if she could, it would be nice to put down rugs on either side. Right. One to ground right? each space. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To ground the spaces and then make them intentional little vignettes instead of trying to see it as one cohesive space. And what do I do? Break it up because it is a little bit odd. Right? Yeah, the way I think break, break it up in your head. Yeah, go, okay, yeah. what do I want this little area right here to do? And think yeah. of it completely separately than the other one. A hundred percent. Make it function how you want it. Make mm-hmm. it work how you want it. Uh, and create vignettes. Yeah, create and, vignettes. and think yeah. about when you walk in the front door, I think, you know, mm-hmm. what are you going to see right when you walk in? Make that, like you're saying, a vignette, a pretty something yeah. to look at. So yeah. when you walk when you walk in, there's a pretty window right there. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, so I well, yeah. Uh, but like decorate around that visually. Yeah. But but that's the thing, you know, when you're looking at a space and it feels sort of overwhelming because it's just not coming to you, it's not clear. Look at it as moments and then it will begin to reveal itself. You know, so if that still needs to function as a seating area, then let's just make sure, okay, then what do I want in my seating area? I want it to be a place that's cozy. So let's start with some curtains. You know, and then from the curtains, let's get a rug because now I'm starting to feel the, the warmth of it and what's going to happen. And now what color should my bench or my sofa be or the, the cushion that I'm going to put on top? So now I have room. I see that I have room for maybe a little chair here. Oh, maybe two little chairs here. You know, um, watch your scale because that's part of what the confusion is. If you just find a, a piece and you're thinking, oh, this doesn't necessarily work here, well, try to figure out why and, and look at the scale of it. And that will, again, you know, inform you that this doesn't work. So let me try something else, but look at why it doesn't work and why it doesn't feel right. Um, I know she's also saying that she doesn't necessarily love how in the middle there's this, this space. So she can handle that a couple ways. Is there a beautiful table that she wants to put there and have flowers on it? Right? So then that breaks up the two spaces. And that's also a place where she can you know, put her keys, almost like a foyer table, if you will. You know, um, I think which could be really nice in that space, really nice in that space with a nice uh, bouquet of flowers, a vase that she Fine, just a basic glass vase and then just put some beautiful flowers. And then all of a sudden she's now created two rooms because she's broken it up, right? With this table, which I think would be great. And maybe you put a couple stools under that table too, because now you've got, you know, family and kids and everyone. Now this is the room where everyone's going to sit and put on the gear, take off the gear. Maybe they're going to sit there, watch people outside. You know, it's a, it can really become functional and and really pretty and and i love the fact that it's kind of unusual and cool and you and you what about um she's got all these winter mm-hmm. this winter stuff that she's got to store mm-hmm. i assume she needs clothes storage for that because you know no one really wants to look at their like dirty rain boots and whatnot so <laughs> where well, what she should she do with closet. that yeah she has her coat closet i mean i don't know um I know she says it's protruding. Well, then if that's the case, then why don't we enhance it? If it's, if it's protruding and she doesn't really love it, let's make it like we really love it. And we want to own that. Are you going to cover it with a fabric, which could be really cool. So just getting 
find some secondhand really nice fabric that you want and make or that you love and that you can cut it and so it covers the coat closet like it's all intentional um you could you could paint it and make it fun there are different things that you can mm-hmm. do to now take this coat closet that kind of not enjoying seeing something that's really beautiful and so change out, yeah yeah and change out the handles and um find a good fabric and just sort of um and glue it right on there. There are things that you can do to now say, okay, it's you and me. What are we, yeah. what are we gonna what are we gonna what do? What are we gonna do with you? And maybe gonna- maybe she could like go to the container store or something where they've yeah. got ways to like really just make that coat closet yeah. as highly functional as possible yeah. with you know, like one of those alpha systems or something. I don't know. And that, that would be so nice. And then as you're walking through, you know, you now you see this carpet and the couple chairs and all of a sudden it becomes like, ooh, what is that? You know, mm-hmm. and, and you're excited by it. But definitely break it up into ideas. I have a question about what she using the things that she currently owns, mm-hmm. because for some reason I'm obsessed with the view when you walk in this front door, because when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you actually have an entry. So many homes don't. Yeah. Um, and you do have this beautiful window straight ahead. Mm-hmm. What if she took, she has this sort of sort of a Windsor style black bench, for lack of a better term, you know, has sort of a mm-hmm. spindle back. What if she took that, put that straight ahead of you when you walk in the front door? So mm-hmm. then, you know, she could put little side tables with some lamps, like you said, yeah. a little ottoman or something, drapery, yeah. and then take this table she's got. It's an interesting mm-hmm. little table. Put it where yeah. the bench is, again, right by the front, you know, it'd be to your left when you walk in the front door, like you're saying, you've got a vase with flowers. It's mm-hmm. where you put your keys. Maybe it's got a lamp and a stack of books. And yeah. it also looks like it might be open underneath. Maybe you could put a little footstool under there. I don't even know. Yeah, I think that would be so nice. Right? And then... Yeah. Really nice. The other thing I'm looking is because Ballard sells, not to try to like sell something off Ballard's, but we have a double boot tray, which is so mm-hmm. practical and you can get it in brass or bronze yes. or whatever. Yes. She could tuck that. They could either sit on the right, right when you walk yes. in the front door, or she could tuck it on the back side of this closet. Yeah. So you don't see it when oh, you walk I- in. Yeah. But it's all function right there and put a few hooks above it. So yeah, they're also so hidden from view. Ah. Mm-hmm. No, I really think that she could make it a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And absolutely. I do like your drapery idea in there. I think it would really warm the whole the room up. Yeah, and and a great cushion. Yes. Yes. yes oh, yes. just think about how cute some fabulous print with little ties yeah. in the corners would That's be. So yeah, it would really kind of play up that Windsor style. And yeah. I feel like it would, if she does like this and she did refurbish it, then mm-hmm. make that your focal point. Yes. Like you said, Karen, when you open the door. Yeah. 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 She has some pretty I love it. I also, love just it. for anyone else out there that um, wants sort of like a built in closet or something, y'all, IKEA has some really good modular stuff. Yeah. Like that you can use to like, configure anything right. basically Build it's all closed storage and it's so affordable so I, I don't know that this that's the right solution here but i mean and have you seen where people do like ikea hacks yes mm-hmm. that whole website they have it's very yeah. interesting yeah. people really yeah. get smart yeah my daughter was telling me all about it and showing me i thought oh great yeah you know? yeah there's fun to be had there don't allow anything to overwhelm you, you know, mm-hmm. just take it sort of step by step and area by area. And I think that to make that area something um, usable and 
cozy and beautiful is to create those vignettes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And keep so, dragging stuff around. You know what? Yeah. Just keep oh trying it, right? Listen. My husband says, I never know when the where the sofa's gonna be when I get home. <laughs> you know? Right. Smart. Yeah, make sure you turn the lights on when you get in there, you'll fall on the floor. Sitting on what you thought was a chair. <laughs> exactly. So but yeah, just use it as your, your canvas and your you know, your lab and, and try things. Uh-huh. Well, speaking of, of lighting, I feel like she, she's got some tall ceilings. Like she could do yeah. some great light fixture. Make that your yeah. thing in the middle of the room. And then put the, yeah, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. So she's, yes, she's got some nice, nice options. Lucky girl. For sure. Yeah. All right, Bridget, thank you so much. Oh, I, have, I have one more question. You cannot oh. have Beyonce's phone number. Stop it. <laughs> I couldn't call her. It would just be an empty line. Like, I know. I was, I, um, what? Oh, my God. How freaky would that be if you answered if the phone and her. someone just breathing oh, heavily on the other end? Oh, yeah. Oh, you. The good part is she wouldn't answer my number, so it's fine. Okay. Um, no, my one last question is just because I'm intrigued again by your pieces in your home. And what is the table you are sitting at currently and bench, those benches? If it's the same one from a few years ago, I think. It oh, is. yes. What's I, that material? I, I made this. It's Burlwood. <laughs> it, and it was so funny oh. because they, I kept being told, you know, Burlwood, it doesn't come that large and, and it, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. And I said, ha. Huh. You can't tell me that. And so <laughs> we made it. And it's one of my favorite, favorite pieces. That's great. Taryn's yeah. a furniture designer. So she designs and built, literally builds it with her own hands. So um, that's why I bet she's curious. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. It's beautiful. It looked like it, but it's also a really um, block. Anyway, it just it looks different than what I've seen recently. And so I've, I'm very impressed. It's pretty. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And I do okay. Well, now I'll let Caroline do her end. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all. I'm glad you asked. I was just going to say, um, can you tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, see your work, all that good stuff? Oh, sure. Uh, my company is Romantic Design Studio, and my website is romanticdesignstudio.com, and Instagram is Romantic Design Studio. <laughs> there you go. I like continuity. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> and if you didn't know, it's called Romantic. No. <laughs> right? Thank you, thank you for spending time with you. It was so great to meet you. Thank you. Really nice. Such a treat, you guys. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast.ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time. Happy Happy decorating. decorating.